warning if you are listening to this episode around children, there is explicit language. If you need to pause and keep listening later, go for it. Otherwise, just enjoy the podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to our fourth episode of Healing Your Mindset with Sarah. So happy to be here with you today on Monday. You will be hearing this on Tuesday when it launches, but today is Monday, the start of my week. And before we go any further, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, if you're not driving, go ahead and close your eyes if that feels safe to you. And just take a nice big breath in. And just let something go. If you're taking the time to listen to this podcast, you have carved out time for yourself, which means that it's time to start letting go and letting other things fade away so that you can be present with this time that you've carved out for you. I'm super happy that you're here today. Our topic is... Uh, boundaries and burnout and it's a topic that I'm really passionate about and I'm sure I'll talk about more on other episodes. Um, It's actually something that I did my master's thesis on. I wrote about retention in child welfare services where I ended up working in San Diego as you know and um, for that particular that particular environment, the highest rate of retention, meaning a social worker would stay um, retained and continue to come back even in a really stressful environment. The highest rate of retention uh, was social workers that reported that they had a good relationship with their um, supervisor. And funny enough, I am still very close with my supervisor who I had when I was in child welfare services. And even though I was burnt out and there were other things happening in my life that led me in the direction of leaving that particular portion of the profession, I would have absolutely stayed and worked with her because she is just freaking amazing. Her name is Alba Marquez um, and she's just a wonderful human being. And um, when we talk about relationship, one of the things that... um, really drew me to her was that she was always really honest, really open, and I always felt really supported. And support is something that is super important in relationships. And that's something that I found just in that professional research, that that is what created retention and child welfare. And while that was not able to keep me, there are so many other factors that create burnout. And that can be Um, lack of supportive relationships, that can be feeling misunderstood, that can be chronic high rates of stress in your job, life-threatening situations, Um, you know, feeling like there's not enough time, like you are just maxed out, you don't have enough time to do all of the duties and things required of you. There are many, many, many things that cause burnout. Now, what are some symptoms of burnout, you might ask? Um, Brain fog was one for me, which after having COVID uh, was always really confusing because I'm like, is this brain fog from stress or is this from COVID Um, working in a school during a pandemic? Um, But yeah, so one of the things can be brain fog. It can be feeling really tired even when you've had a lot of sleep. 
Some people start to feel really uh, short and snippy and just like they don't have the capacity for the things in front of them. It can be lack of desire to do things that you really love. Um, I don't know if you're noticing a trend here, but a lot of these criteria actually um, end up long-term being diagnoses criteria for um, depression and anxiety. Um, also, yeah, feeling anxious, feeling hypervigilant, feeling really checked out. Um, these are all really um, common, unfortunately, signs and symptoms of burnout. So I'm starting there because I'm wondering if maybe you're feeling some of these things. And one of the biggest combatants against burnout is not just having that supportive relationship, but it is learning how to set boundaries. And um, so that's the next portion of what we're going to talk about is boundaries and why they are so important. So let's talk about boundaries, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Okay, I promise you that this is not going to be a podcast where I try my singing debut, but let's just get our brains around boundaries. So boundaries are something that are really hard to have with other people and with organizations and with your employer if you don't have them with yourself. So you might be thinking, what does it mean to have a boundary with myself? So having a boundary with yourself is starting with just as simple as doing what you're gonna, saying what you're gonna say and doing what you're gonna do. So if you tell yourself you're gonna do something, you're going to follow up and do that thing and your body, your nervous system and your brain is going to start to learn to trust yourself. Your body and your brain will start to learn, oh, hey, I can trust this person if you continuously say to yourself that you're going to do something and you keep that promise. So boundary setting really starts from um, our relationship with ourselves, right? And Again, coming back to relationships, relationships being and support, feeling supported, being another component of something that helps you to set boundaries and helps you to combat burnout. What more important thing to do than to start having a better relationship with yourself that has healthy boundaries? How many times have we told ourselves that we were going to work out or that we were going to eat something healthy or that we were going to say no when we meant no, right? And didn't do it, right? We push snooze on the alarm or, you know, diet starts Monday or diet starts Tuesday, diet starts Wednesday. I don't even like to really use the term diet because I think eating healthy really is more about a lifestyle and I don't want to promote diet culture, but that is not the point of this podcast. The point is noticing where you break promises to yourself. I'd like you to take a moment and just think, where are you breaking promises to yourself? And then can you make a connection with perhaps how that is mirroring or showing up in relationships with others, with your employer, with your coworkers? Maybe you start to notice that once you break a promise to yourself, it's really easy to break promises uh, or break a promise to yourself, it's really easy to get into that pattern of 
denying your own needs, right? So I invite you just really simply to start thinking about areas in which you can make a small promise to yourself. Maybe it's not pushing snooze. Maybe it's waking up and when you get up, having a glass of water. Maybe it is as simple as saying no when you mean no. And I can't tell you how many times in my own life burnout has showed up because I have overcommitted myself, overextended, showed up, showed up, showed up, done the thing because I thought someone, no one else could do it or I was the only one could do, that could do it. And so having unhealthy boundaries led me to this space of resentment, of being tired, of feeling like I just was maxed out. And one of the most valuable things I've ever heard that's really stuck with me, and it's so simple, but it really, really stuck with me this year actually, or this last year in 21, when I finally decided to really, really set my boundaries and rip off the band-aid of working as a full-time social worker is that notion of just because you can doesn't mean you should. And what does that mean in this setting? What it means for me is um, is that just because I can take care of everybody else and I often do have the right answer or can problem solve really quickly under pressure doesn't mean that I'm the only one that's capable of doing that. And this came up, this conversation with my therapist came up in talking about um, being responsive on a radio. So in my previous job and still in my job as a social worker, this would be required of me, but I don't carry a responsive radio for emergencies anymore. And I used to, and that could mean responding to a crisis of, um, you know, a student experiencing suicidal ideation, um, a student being disruptive in a classroom, student having like physical harm to self or others, destruction of a classroom. Like you really don't know what you're coming into. Um, but my job at the time, I had a set schedule, which was always maxed out, literally like barely any time to pee. And on top of that, I had a radio that I was required to respond to in case of emergency. This also included things happening in the building, like if we were to have a fire drill or if there was a fire or anything going on, like I am to respond. Now, was I the only person in the building carrying a radio? No. There were other people in the building carrying a radio. Were there other people in the building carrying a radio with a mental health background? No, there was not. So I had this story I was telling myself that because it was my training and I was trained in mental health, that anytime that radio went off, I was the person that had to respond. And so what had happened was I started responding to everything. I started saying yes all the time. You can probably hear me snapping. I'm Italian. That's just what happens. I talk with my hands even on a podcast. But point being is... I was constantly responding. So outside of my normal realm of all the things I had to do, I was adding, 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 adding to it. And so I was telling my therapist this and she was like, I can tell that you have no capacity because there's all these other areas of your life that 
are irritating you. You don't even, I was at a point where literally like, I was like, I don't want friends. I don't need friends because I didn't want to talk to people. My coaching business was suffering because I didn't want to come home from a long day of being responsive and holding people's um, very personal mental health problems, you know, to myself in confidentiality and just carrying all of that. I didn't want to talk to anybody when I came home. We even had a rule in my house that when I came home, no one was to talk to me or address me for at least 15 minutes because I just needed time to decompress. But part of this problem wasn't just the system or the job that I'd chosen. Not all social workers are burnt out and not all systems are and not all systems are failing. But where I was adding to this problem was being responsive all the time. And so she just simply said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And so I went back to work and then I started to notice what were some other calls that I was responding to that maybe someone else could have responded to from another department, from an admin standpoint, because I ended up doing admin things. Let's be real, even um, post-pandemic especially, most people are not doing just what's in their job description. Most people are overextended, wearing multiple hats. And so I started just to wait a few minutes and not respond and see if someone else would take the call. And the more that I did that, the more space it allowed other people who were also capable to show up, to answer that call. And then it gave space for me to answer the calls that really were important, that did need that mental health attention, that did need my expertise. And let me tell you, when I started adopting this practice, I was able to respond better, more fully, more present when I was really needed. And that's what's so important. So I started applying this principle of just because you can doesn't mean you should in other areas of my life. And you can imagine how much more capacity I had and how much more um, presence I was able to have by practicing this principle. So maybe you write this down on a sticky note. Maybe you just file it away in the back of your head and maybe it pops out of your subconscious when you need it later. But again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Where are some areas in your life where perhaps you think you're the only one that can and so you're picking up all the pieces. But perhaps if you just took a step back, there would be support. There would be someone else to be there, to help you, to support you. So many times we think we don't have support and it's because we're not creating space for it. And again, this isn't to blame people for their circumstances. It's just to help make all of us aware of how we're potentially contributing to our own burnout. Another thing I wrote in the description of this episode was I'd be talking about friendship breakups. So we talk about breakups all the time, right? But most of the time when we hear about breakups, they're in a um, context of a romantic relationship. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that there are certain relationships that no longer serve me anymore. And one of the criteria I think that is really helpful in evaluating 
if a relationship is right for you, is kind of coming back to some of that burnout criteria, you know, and coming back to the importance of relationships being supportive and not being one-sided. As I've gotten older, I've started to notice relationships that have been really one-sided and that were taking up a lot of my emotional energy. And again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. There were so many times with this one particular person who's no longer in my life that right when I woke up in the morning, I'd have a message from this person just just word vomiting all of the things that they were holding and carrying. And then now it's something that I have to hold and carry. And for such a really long time, I would continue to respond, 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 respond and show up for this person for a while out of a space of love and then eventually out of a space of obligation. And then that is where the key comes in. Am I acting out of a space of love or am I acting out of a space of obligation? The second my actions towards this person changed to a space of obligation and not a space of love and I felt the resentment building and the desire to speak about this person in a negative way and a desire to show up for this person in one way to their face and act a different way behind their back, that's when I knew this relationship was failing. Um, And so... What's the lesson here? I mean, that relationship became much more volatile for lots of other reasons, Um, but I won't speak about that because the person's not here to defend themselves. So, but what I will share is, is the second I started noticing the cringe when I got the the certain message from this person, um, initially I did just start Um, blocking the notification so that I wouldn't feel the need to respond right away. But then I had to change that pattern in myself. And again, I had to think just because I can doesn't mean I should. And so I stopped responding right away to the person and then I would respond to them when I had capacity. I would give myself a break. I would give myself space and then I would fill that love tank back up so that I could respond out to this person out of a space of love and out of a space of caring for what they were going through, which at the time was in their mind very traumatic. And so I wanted to show up in as gentle a way as possible, but I didn't have the capacity for it. And what the one thing that I do wish is that in the moment, I would have just said, hey, this is not something that is serving me right now. And actually, let me backtrack. I am just remembering and processing as I'm sharing this story. Um, I actually had told this person that some of the things they were sharing were really hard for me to hear because they felt really trivial compared to a lot of the really big things that I was holding and dealing with, with my partner's cancer, with my mom's health, with my own health, with working in a school during pandemic. I just felt like this person needed a professional and I felt like they continuously were dumping things on me that I didn't have the space to hold. And so I had addressed that actually. And and the initial reaction was very... Um, I don't want to use the word violent, but very acoustic, uh, verbally, and it was not received well. And so initially, what do you think that's like teaching me? It's like, oh, I'm finally speaking up about something that's really hard and then it's not being received well. And that's something that's so like intricate about learning how to set boundaries is 
the reason why most people don't set boundaries is because they're afraid of how the other person's going to react. And so instead of taking that as a lesson and looking at that as like, that's that person's problem, not my problem, I really internalized that and then I stopped speaking up. Okay, this is where this message gets really important because I stopped speaking up. And then I still tried to back away and not respond as quickly all the time just because I needed to take care of myself, but then that wasn't being received well by the other person and eventually the relationship did end. But my point of sharing this story is to notice what you have capacity for, what you don't, where is your obligation, and then really beefing up that communication of truth from that space of love that says like, hey, I care about you and I can't hold this for you right now. And then you as your own individual person self has to know your own heart and just be okay with that person's response and know that that person might be ready to receive what you have to say and they might not. But either way, However it's received, it's not your responsibility. What is your responsibility is how you show up for yourself and in relationship to others. And that better be from a space of love and authenticity or that's it's not serving anybody. So coming back to our points, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Having conversations about and setting boundaries is really hard, but asking yourself if it's in alignment with your own needs and if it's coming from a space of love is a really good checkpoint for when you're having these harder conversations. And then also coming back to that very, very, very first point, which is where can you show up and keep promises to yourself so that you can start to build that backbone of really keeping your word and knowing what is a yes for you and knowing what is a no for you. You know, you feel it in your body right away. And oftentimes we act from a space of like, well, maybe I should do this because of this, because of that, because it's going to make this person feel that way. Or, oh my gosh, I am the only person that can respond or I'm the only person that can hold this space and it's simply not true. The only things that anyone should be doing are something that resonate, resonates as a fuck yes in your body. And if it's a fuck yes, then say yes. And if it's a fuck no, you say no. My beautiful yoga teacher, Erin Watkins, um, she said this in a yoga class one time. She said, yeah, we want fuck yes energy, like and move, and move towards that and move away from anything that's a fuck no, because let's be real. Has anyone in your life ever said fuck maybe? No, like that's not a thing. You know the difference between your yeses and your noes and don't get yourself caught in that space of maybe, because that is where oftentimes we are not setting boundaries and we are bending to please others. So just some food for thought on this Tuesday morning or whenever you're listening of where can you start showing up for yourself so that it starts to become just a tiny bit easier to have those harder conversations and to set those boundaries. I'm really looking forward to the end of this month, March 31st. It is a new moon. I start all of my new programs on a new moon. And in this course, I'm going to be teaching all my clients how to go from burnout to bliss, heavily focused on how we set boundaries and how we show up 
in our own lives and in relationships as most authentic as we can, not just for ourselves, but really for the greater good. Because being honest with ourselves and others is really where we can start to make big impact and changes in our relationships and our communities. Thank you so much for listening. And in honor of taking care of yourself and setting boundaries, last question for you today to ponder is what is the one thing you will be doing for yourself today? Thank you so much for listening. And I will probably add a disclaimer at the beginning of this about the cursing for anyone that listens to this around their children. Have a beautiful Tuesday.